0: Welcome to the 618NOW, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, October 6, 2023, and Jessica, what's going
1: on? We are in the middle of a podcast series on community volunteers. People who show up in big ways and in small, but they each have an impact. And today, we are honored to highlight another group of volunteers. And it's doubly awesome because they're also first responders. Ah,
0: yes. The O'Fallon Fire Department.
1: That's right. For the last 130 years, their mission has been to provide a highly trained rapid response fire rescue service. And they remain a primarily volunteer department.
0: That's amazing.
1: It really is. So some fun facts. Fun facts geographically the fire protection district that OFD serves is roughly 44 square miles and to give you some perspective the city of O'Fallon we're about 15 square miles so as you can see that the fire protection district is about three times the size of the city and that's because it includes O'Fallon Shiloh parts of Caseyville and St. Clair Township and they are charged with protecting nearly 45,000 lives there are four fire stations And last fiscal year, they responded to over 1,200 calls for service. And just over 5% of those involved live fire. So structure fires, vehicle fires, brush fires, things like that. Uh And then other types of calls they responded to are rescue and emergency medical service. They get some hazardous condition calls. They get some good intent and then some false alarms. And about 20% of the total calls they received last year required a lights and siren response. Final fun fact. Fun fact. They operate with a $2.1 million budget.
0: So if they're primarily volunteer, where does that budget go?
1: Good question. The budget is split up among personnel cost, equipment, trucks, and gear. So while 70% of the department is volunteer, there are paid duty crews that work shifts throughout the week. And then there are also five full-time employees. So we've got the Fire Chief Brad White, Deputy Chief Doug Barron, and then three other operations staff. And then even with the paid crews though, they routinely have 15 to 20 firefighters that respond to certain calls for service. And last month, their turnout time, which is the time between dispatch to when they get en route was two minutes and 35 seconds, which is incredible. That is. So they get out the door pretty quickly. Regarding the rest of the budget, quite a bit is allocated towards fire equipment and apparatuses. Fire engines and ladder trucks, Nick, they are not inexpensive. In 2022, they took possession of a new ladder truck with a final cost of about $966,000. And then there's the cost of the equipment. So one set of what they call structural firefighting gear, so you've got the pants and the coat, boots, helmet, gloves, and the hood, all of that is right around $4,000 these days. Ooh. And then to outfit one firefighter with that uniform and then add the personal protective equipment, all of that together for one firefighter is just shy of $9,200. Not cheap. Here's the thing though if you only take one thing away from this episode, please remember this. Our firefighters spend over 7,000 hours in training each year. Wow. Every Tuesday night, they get together and they train. Most recently, they participated in a simulated response to an aircraft crash at Minamica Airport, but then they also train on like, hazardous materials, technical rescue, vehicle machinery operations. Think about, Nick, all of the hybrid and electric vehicles that are on the road right now. Those fire responses look very different than the gas vehicle crashes and fires, and they have to train on all of that. That makes sense. And then an interesting challenge faced by today's firefighters, Back in the day, once a residential fire started, it might have taken about 15 or 20 minutes for the house to be fully engulfed in flames. Nowadays, that's closer to about 2 minutes. And that is largely due to the materials that are used to build buildings and furniture. So, old-growth wood with traditional truss construction, that could withstand a lot more heat and fire. But today, Our buildings are filled with materials made of hydrocarbons, foams, plastic, and other really highly combustible materials. So once a fire starts, it tends to spread a lot more quickly than it used to. And thus, the reason the firefighters spend so much time in training, they really have to understand the science of fire and how it changes with new building codes and materials.
0: So let's cover a week in the life of a volunteer firefighter.
1: Okay, so they attend training two to three hours every Tuesday night. Then they help with one or two hours of community events. You've seen them around town. So maybe fire prevention events at schools, static displays, touch a truck, those type of things. Yeah. The department itself averages 20 to 24 calls a week and the volunteers are required to make 15% of those calls. So when you add it all together, you're talking between a six and a 12 hour a week commitment as a volunteer. And we wanna give a special shout out to Craig Schmidt. He's a firefighter and he serves as both the full-time operations supervisor as well as the volunteer assistant fire chief. As that, he is the department's mechanic. And he is so talented. The city can buy a new fire engine and he will work to get it outfitted and equipped with everything we need to make it fully operational for the department. And not every department has a Craig and the fact that we do that gives us a lot of flexibility and helps keep our trucks and equipment in excellent shape. So thank you, Craig, shout out to you. There's just no way we can talk about our community volunteers without honoring the work of our O'Fallon Fire Department.
0: Absolutely, big shout out to our firefighters. And they've uh, got an open house coming up, correct?
1: That's right. You have a chance to thank our volunteer department as well as see some vehicle extraction demos and arch helicopter landings during OFD's open houses coming up this next week. Those are October 10th, 11th, and 12th at Fire Station 4, which is over by the sports park. Those are from 630 to 830 each of those nights. And then they also have an Explorers program. This is for people ages 14 to 20 who may be interested in fire service. They meet weekly and they train, so they learn about fire service, teamwork, and leadership. And I love this because these are really the next generation of fire service members, and they're putting in the work now so that they can be ready when the time comes. So big shout out to the Explorers, as well as every single member of our O'Fallon Fire Department. Thank you all so much for what you do.
0: So we've covered Planning Commission and firefighters, so I'm sure we have a few more coming up next week.
1: We sure do. But before then, there's one more group we want to highlight, and it's timely because they have an event coming up. The O'Fallon Historic Preservation Commission is an all-volunteer group connected with the city, so they're appointed by the mayor with the consent of the city council and they determine whether a certain building or piece of property should be designated as a landmark, either due to their historical, architectural, or cultural significance. They're a group that works to honor our community's history, so they meet throughout the year as needed. To achieve their goal of preserving history, they schedule annual cemetery walks, where reenactors portray some of the people buried in that cemetery, They're people with a history in our city, and it's always so interesting to find out more about them. This year's event is tomorrow, Saturday, October 7th at 2 p.m. They'll gather at Kepler Cemetery, which is located on O'Fallon Troy Road, about halfway between North Seven Hills Road and Scott Troy Road. And a few of this year's portrayals include Frank Poignet, Sebastian and Anna Ava Joseph, the Reverend Heinrich Kepler, and Maria Hesse. And we're going to link to those details in the show notes. And finally, before we get to the calendar, we want to mention, anyone who has traveled Highway 50 this week, well, you've probably noticed the lane restrictions, and we've covered this on a recent podcast. Highway 50 between Exit 14 at Sam's Club, and then heading east towards Marie Schaefer Elementary, That is going to have lane restrictions from now through early December because the state is resurfacing the road.
0: Well, that's good information for all the drivers to keep in mind. And before we get into the calendar, let's hear from this week's podcast partner, Vine Street Market at O'Fallon Station. Get ready for the Vine Street Market pumpkin decorating contest on October 21st, sponsored by Kaylee Connor Country Financial. We've got amazing prizes for both adults and kids. Adults can win various gift cards like $150 to Leono, while kids can choose from passes to Six Flags, the St. Louis Zoo, or the Science Center. Hurry, register by October 9th and don't miss out on all the fall fun. So Jess, what's on the calendar for this week?
1: Today is Friday, October 6th. It a sweat-o-weather this weekend. sweat weather I am here for it. Tonight, there is live music at June's Breakfast and Patio in Shiloh that begins at 6 p.m. So bring a lawn chair and maybe if you're like me, you're going to need a blanket. It is set to be about 58 degrees when that music starts. If you need a warm beverage, I'm going to suggest the cinnamon roll latte. It's a fan favorite there. And then heads up that next Friday, friend of the podcast and local musician Brad Jackson, he'll be at June's for the Friday night live music. Tomorrow, June's is hosting a fall festival from noon until 4. They'll open at their usual 7 a.m. for coffee and breakfast, but then starting at noon, they'll have live music, a pop-up pumpkin patch, kids face painting, food and drink specials. Tomorrow is also one of the last Vine Street Markets at O'Fallon Station. There are just two more markets after this weekend. The market opens at 8. Live music starts at 9. And as you heard earlier from our podcast partner, there is a pumpkin decorating contest at the market coming up on October 21st. Two divisions, adult and youth, and there are three prizes for the top winners in each division. The registration deadline is coming up this Monday, October 9th. Registration is $20 and that includes your pumpkin. This week, there are the fire department open houses that we mentioned earlier. Those are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 6.30 until 8.30. And then there are a number of trunk retreat events happening around O'Fallon and Shiloh, and many of them draw hundreds of attendees. And just know that between those and the big Rotary Halloween parade on October 28th, there will be plenty of chances for costume wearing and candy collecting at these events, and we're going to link to all of these in the show notes. For the adults who love celebrating Halloween, next weekend, October 14th, is Witches and Wizards in the downtown district. That's from 6 until 9 p.m. There will be tarot card readers, tightrope walkers, fire performers, and entertainment all throughout the evening. Plus, the Witches Market has over 70 vendors. There's also a food court and a costume contest in O'Fallon Station. The Basic Witch ticket sales are only open until October 12th. And then after that, you can only purchase them at the event. So take note of that date and we'll link to those ticket sales in the show notes. And that's your snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh.
0: Well, on that note, I've got to get going.
1: Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. <laughs>